Hello everyone, welcome to Easy Keeper. I'm your host, Eric the Duke. And I'm your host, Jaden Cron. And this week, we're going to be talking about uh, Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain. The sequel to Metal, Metal Gear. Gear Solid Four: Sons of Patriots, or is it Guns of Patriots? I think it's Sons I think of it's Patriots. Guns. Then got, oh, yeah. Then you got Metal Gear you Solid. You got Sons of Patriots, and you got Guns of Patriots. I don't got think Guns, Guns of, of Patriots, Patriots is one of them. And Metal Gear Solid 4 you got is the sequel tons to of Snake Eater. And then to and then Snake Eater is the sequel to Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Or is it Guns of Liberty? <laughs> and then you have Metal tons Gear Solid Tons of 1. Liberty. Uh, sons, Guns of Anarchy. <laughs> sons of Guns. It is a long-running franchise. It started in 1987 with the classic, enduring MSX2 classic... <laughs> Metal Gear. It's a uh, classic. It's a. I just I played it through today, so I could. Uh, oh. Metal Gear Vi. I mean, okay, no, I only played through the second half of it today. <laughs> it's a very backtracky game, and I'll get into why I played it in a bit. But we're looking at Phantom Pain because Kiefer Sutherland voices uh, Venom Snake and Big Boss in this game, which so. For context, I know very little about this metal, about the Metal Gear series. So if you get lost in who's who, like Big Boss and Venom Snake, don't worry, you're not alone. Yeah. Okay. So which is kind of weird because David Hayter uh, voiced Snake and Big Boss in every other, pretty much every other incarnation of the character, but that's fine. I mean, Kiefer does a great job. Yeah. Um, I mean, no disrespect to David Hayter, but all, but Kiefer is also a great snake. Yeah, Kiefer is is great. Um, and so the setup of this game is... Oh, we'll also be including the storyline for Ground Zeroes in this. Um, okay. So for context, let's just... So we're going to be talking about Metal Gear 5, so Phantom Haynes and the prequel to it. Ground Zero, as yes. well as a uh, promotional documentary released alongside it called Metal Gear Solid Legacy. Uh, Jaden has completed uh, Metal Gear Five. Yes, I've Leaf. completed it. I've completed the first chapter, and I've completed the whole game basically. But okay, so don't worry, I got the full. And I've played like how many hours do I have of it? I'm only apparently three percent through it, but I've played six hours. Yeah, I have 90 hours, and technically that only counts as uh, something along the lines of, like, 53%, so... Okay. It's, I was going to say, it's the kind really of percentage made... system where it's like, okay. oh, are you going to get every side mission done and every single thing unlocked? And uh, I'll get into my criticisms of this game in a moment, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, lo- it's, it's a long game. 90 hours i don't really see why they uh and that's not including the time i put into ground zeros which uh let me look ground zeros rocks by the way that is the way to hype up a video game um, i remember everyone being mad about that because it was only 35 hours or, so. or is it is it i can't remember is it really short or like it's remember, Ground Zeroes is not. I did not put thirty five hours into Ground Zeroes. I it's, might be pulling that number completely out of my ass. Yeah, uh, let me just pull up Ground. So Ground Zeroes. Was okay, released. it's one. It's a, It's main campaign is single mission. Yeah, yeah. Upwards I, of four hours. Where did I get thirty five hours? I put four hours into it, um, and it was, it was a ton of fun. Uh, but that one mission, because it was also the first time we freaking see like the the gameplay for metal gear solid 5 and that mission's really good anyway so i'm gonna do the story recap for today because zach doesn't Please. know anything little baby boy little tiny baby boy explain so, to me what a metal gear solid is uh, i don't know why they started call like why they called the metal gear solid because metal gear is just um it's a name for a big old mecha robot that can shoot uh nuclear missiles out of it sometimes they can't shoot nuclear missiles out of them but most of the time that's their defining trait is that it's like um a silo that you can move anywhere and that can defend itself and looks cool because it's a giant robot (laughs) 
Um, so in Metal Gear Five, you start off in Ground Zeroes. You've got to go back. This game isn't even. This game isn't even really a mainline Metal Gear Solid game. Mm-hmm. Most of the plot and stuff, it's not doesn't have a lot of implications for the rest of the series. Part of that's because it's set between um, Peace Walker and Snake Eater. Peace Walker was a PSP game, and it's it's actually apparently very crucial to understanding things. Um, people see people ape on Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Metal Gear is just Kingdom Kingdom Hearts for uh, people who like action games. I. I'm but, not wrong. I mean, it makes more sense than Kingdom Hearts. But I'm Metal not Gear wrong. actually had, I don't know, I feel like, because also Metal Gear isn't always trying to be like, oh yeah, I guess we have this Disney thing to do. Um, yeah. I mean, in terms of, the only, you need to buy every single game and consume every piece of media to understand mainline games. I mean, you really don't. Like, Peace Walker is the only uh, spinoff that was ever given any status or significance compared to like obviously like ghost babel the one for the game boy um like didn't go anywhere game? yeah for the game, Wait, boy, game boy advance or okay oh, oh that was wasn't that just that was okay yeah, yeah. it was like kind was of an just... alternate version of yeah of the yeah. first two you really don't need That's to solid. play the first two um they're just kind of they kind of exist they're really fun uh <laughs> If you're into them, but story-wise, it's basically Snake goes to this place and does stuff. Actually, two gets Shadow Moses. But anyway, no, Shadow Moses is Metal Gear Solid One. The first game you go yeah, to. That's Outer... what we're talking. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about the first one. First one. Oh, I mean, yeah, the first one. The first the I mean, MSX. Metal Gear. I'm talking about not Metal, Metal Gear Solid. I mean, I'm yeah. talking Outer Those are Haven. Just, it's a different. I'm talking Doctor Petrovich. I'm talking one song. There's two songs. No. Maybe three songs in the entire game. Uh, is Doctor t- Petrovich is that Superstore's Doctor Pepper ripoff? Nice, good. I'm uh, here all week, folks. I'm gonna try and get back to actually yeah, Summer let's Five. <laughs> so Metal Gear Solid Five, the bulk of it takes place in 1984. Um, after a oh, after Big Boss, ha- his private military company, uh soldiers without without borders is that actually what they're called <laughs> no they call it french uh militaire sans frontières or something like that Gross. msf but yeah it's basically soldiers without borders um and then they get blown up because these dudes called cypher appear and give them an, an inspection and then they get inspected but uh-oh turns out they were bad guys and they also had metal gear zeke at the time, Metal Gear Zeke was from Peace Walker, but he has nothing to do with anything. I just think it's funny that there's a guy named Metal that there's a robot named Metal Gear Zeke. So they blow it Which up. Way for Metal Gear Luther. Um, this happens. Ground Zero starts. That inspection is going on, but you want to save somebody who is important in Peace Walker named Pass, and I think there's a boy named Chico as well that's voiced by the same guy who does the voice for. Um, Pit from uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, which is always oh. funny, just seeing this like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, you're from that silly game, and then it's this kid getting like tortured and crying, and oh, anyway, um, fun. You save pause, but then it turns out she has a bomb. In they put two bombs inside of her. Uh, you find the Whoa. first one, but then um, you know she's like, you didn't find the second one, so she jumps out of the plane, blows up, helicopter goes down. Cut, then you get to Phantom Pain. You, you've been in a coma for the past nine years. Big Boss has. Um, you wake up and you go through. Did, I should have told you to replay the intro mission because it's. I I remember the intro. I it's still suck in my. That's like one of my favorite like anything in a game. That's I love that intro. Fair, but you like. I don't know. As a Kiefer fan, it's also great because he plays um, both. Uh, venom snake and this guy who's helping you out called uh what could they they do a whole moby dick thing in that intro thing yeah it's like ishmael and ahab um anyway you gotta call him ishmael yeah then you get saved by revolver ocelot who uh knew snake in snake eater they were enemies then but revolver ocelot was 
when I say snake, oh god, I see, I see, I'm already just using snake for simplicity, but I. Revolver Ocelot knew Big Boss when he was fighting the boss back in the 60s in Russia. And so Revolver oh Ocelot, this isn't even the complicated, but I haven't even got to the twist of the game. Um, Revolver Ocelot is there. He's like, hey, kid, get revenge on Cypher. There's this dude named Skullface. He's pretty evil. And so you spend the rest of the game building up your army and your base, um, doing like most of the missions have zero story relevance. Like, it's just yeah. kind of go here, get this, or kill this guy, you know, do the mission, and then, oh, maybe you'll get a cassette tape or two that has something to do with something. Along the way, you befriend a horse named the D-Horse for Diamond Horse. You befriend a dog you nicknamed D-Dog, uh, as in Diamond Dog. Uh, also, you, you're, you're, the game opens to uh, Midge Yuri's cover of David Bowie's The Man Who Sold the World, which is an mm, amazing yeah. song. What a beautiful, what a beautiful song. Oh, anyway, um, and just because Diamond Dogs is also a David Bowie album, that's the only reason why I mentioned that. Hideo Kojima's a guy, the guy who created the game, loves his references. We, we can, um, we we'll can get into Kojima him later. Cause in a bit. That's going to be a whole, whole yeah. thing. So, where was I? Ah, uh, yes. You befriend the dog. Um, which is the one of the best parts of the game. That's uh, really the crucial narrative plot point, I would argue. Yeah, you reunite with um, Kazuhira Miller, who is he's basically your um, your right hand man and works as a foil to Ocelot. They will often argue with each other about the best way to do things. Um, then there's also Quiet. Doesn't he lose his right hand? Miller, yeah, he loses his. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, he he loses like an arm Word and play. a leg in the explosion. Whoa, um, took him took him an arm and a leg to be in this game. Am I right? Man, he's a right hand man. Doesn't have a right hand. Um, yeah. So Ocelot's cool because he he's good with a revolver, but for some reason in this game they give him a different revolver than he uses in every single other game. What? He doesn't have his. His, dumb sh- uh, shotgun revolver anymore his shotgun revolver what do you mean by that he's got his isn't that like i don't know it's i doesn't he have a shotgun revolver i feel like he has a shotgun revolver <sighs> no it's it, no because he um where is it i gotta because right before I, cause this the, podcast I, I played the first I, opening hour of metal gear solid one just for fun uh <laughs> And he walks up and he points to his gun and he says, the Colt Army, like AA thing, the finest okay. handgun ever made. It's just a regular. Because see, where Anyways. I'm coming from is having just watched the Legacy doc. Um, and I I swear oh. there's like an image of him with some shotgun shells. And I just assumed he had like a weird shotgun revolver. No, he has a he has the only thing that's special about his revolver is the bullets um, bounce off of things. We we gotta talk about mm-hmm. Ocelot a little bit more in a bit uh, during yeah. the during the twist portion of the story. But see, so there's Ocelot, there's Miller, um, there's Huey Emmerich, who is the father of Otakon from Metal Gear Solid One and other games. Um, Huey Emmerich is is terrible. He's the worst guy. He's he's you find him working for the enemy, and he's like, "What? I'm not." I'm not a bad guy. And then you capture him and he's like, okay, okay, maybe I was a bit of a bad guy, but I'll help you make this walker suit. And then you get a mecha you can ride around in, but I never really used it. Anyways, um, there's Quiet. Did I already mention Quiet? I think we got interrupted. So uh, quiet, you started to. Quiet. She breathes through her skin. <sighs> quiet is an assassin who was sent to kill you, to kill uh, Big Boss in the... Uh, in the hospital and uh she gets thrown out of the window and lit on fire and that's why she comes back later wearing almost nothing because she she breathes through her skin you see um it's a good game while other metal gear games use nano machines extensively and that's all they talk about this game on the other hand has an obsession with parasites um so quiet got her body reconstructed through parasite therapy um 
and that's how she's still alive. So she comes to find you because she kind of hates you for, you know, almost killing her, which is fair. But, uh, you know, through your time together, I think she falls in love with you, but I'm not really sure. It's so... <sighs> Even for a Metal Gear game, like... <laughs> her... Yeah. I mean, granted, her final mission is kind of nice, where she uh, saves Big Boss from getting bit by a snake, of all or a cobra or something. Whoa. <laughs> Which is pretty good. And then she kind of disappears into the wilderness. You know, it's it's cool. She 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 has fun, um, but she also can't talk, and that's that's probably my biggest issue is is that she's a scantily, yeah she's scantily clad and she can't talk. Well, it, there is a story reason for why she can't talk, and let me tell you, Zach, it's gonna have your jaw dropping. I'll explain it to you once we get to that part of the story. <laughs> okay. So because it's it, it better not just be because she's called quiet. No, no, it's it's uh, actually it's okay. it's we'll definitely get better. Get it's definitely better than the she breathes through her skin thing. Um, so because it's the Cold War, you're dicking around in Afghanistan, killing all the the Russians there because I don't know because they have ties to Cipher. Um, Cypher is kind of this secret organization started by Major Zero. They're the group that ends up becoming the Patriots later. Um, and Big Boss helped found Cypher, but he didn't like what Zero was doing, so he left. Anyways, you dick around, you find out that uh, Skullface, they, they've been talking about a weapon to surpass Metal Gear for a while, and... Uh, it's, uh, I think it's, I don't know why they keep saying that, because it's, it's just another Metal Gear. This one's called Sahelanthropus. Um, after a certain, after a, like a human ancestor species called Sahelanthropus, mm. that was one of the first ones to stand more upright, so that's why Sahelanthropus stands upright. Um, and so you gotta stop Skullface doing evil things. I can't remember what the last mission in Afghanistan is before you go to Central Africa. But anyways, the game takes place in Central Africa and Afghanistan. You do a bunch of things, and then near, like, the final chunk of the game, stuff happens, let me tell you. Um, there's some weird bodies in Central Africa that you don't really figure out what they're doing until you go to this place called the House of the Devil where you see all these people lying in mm. stretchers with their throats cut open and headphones inside of them and they've been playing like all these different languages and you're like hmm? 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 and everybody at the base is like I can't I cannot tell you what's going on big boss uh be <laughs> beats me dude then Skullface is there <laughs> then the oh I for, we forgot to mention the man on fire this dude that chases you through the hospital in the opening act and um the the floating child anyway there's a bunch of you know there's a bunch of antagonists in this game obviously anyway man on fire comes finds you chases you down you gotta go how do i defeat the man on fire turns out there's some nice water towers blow those up he's gone um so it turns out that there is this these things called uh vocal vocal cord parasites that um oh man i and it's zach see i even listened to all the tapes too so like i'm gonna try and explain this in a way but basically the the vocal code cord parasites um they're spread through droplet transmission through simple conversations Mm -hmm. and they um they mate upon hearing a certain language for an extended period of time Uh uh-huh and when they mate the people become symptomatic and all their young start eating away at the people's uh lungs killing them among other really spooky symptoms. And so you find out that Cypher wanted to create a um, a series of vocal cord parasites. You, f- you find out that the only... That, you know, they were playing those languages in that uh, place so that they could train the parasites 
to react to a bunch of different languages. And the only language they mm. found that wasn't there was English. They were going to kill everybody who, uh, you know, speaks a language that's not English. Ah. Oh. But then, later, you, you, you go... I'm excited for this, then. A different... You go to a... This is entirely different. You go to a village, and it's like the best boss game in the, the thing. And there's a bunch of child soldiers in Africa, which is... You know, you, you don't kill them. You know, the oh. game fails you if you kill them, which is good. But uh, then you find this guy named Eli, who's just this random, you know, white kid. And... He looks familiar. You're like, why is he speaking with an English accent? Turns out this is actually baby liquid snake. He's just oh kind of there and you get to like freaking like slam dunk him onto the ground. Oh, oh yeah. Like several times. Anyways, he because he is uh, an important part of the story and I'm, it's going to be some of my critiques of the story. Anyway, so you find Eli, you get him and his kids uh, back to the base and they're kind of there. Um, then you get, oh God, what happens after that? Uh, you find an indigenous man in the house <laughs> and he uh -huh. says, he says, don't worry. I know how to defeat the local parasite. I have this magic thing called the wool bot. Cause he's a scientist. He's the guy who actually resurrected the, uh, vocal parasites, vocal cord parasites in the first place because Skullface forced him to. Anyways, um, and so he has this thing that, that's basically a cure because there's been an outbreak of the Kakongo strain of it on your base. And like, so I had to spend like an hour just quarantining like oh my God. each person individually <laughs> because Hell I didn't yeah. realize you could select more than one at once. Um, the moment the moment I heard there was, you know, vocal cord thing, I'm like, you know, or there was a an outbreak on my base i'm like i don't really you know because the game is so dedicated to having you build up this army i'm like i'm not gonna i'm gonna look up what i can do to uh stop this and it says oh take a look at the languages of the people infected you know you figure out who's infected you stop that anyways he solves the outbreak you're okay then it turns out that Skullface had created um had created an English strain of the vocal cord parasite. You go to his secret base in Afghanistan, OKB zero. You say, I'm going to, it's time to fight buckaroo. And he says, yeah, okay. And then he, uh, he, he kind of holds you at gunpoint and says, ah, 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 now you have to listen to my evil plan where he explains, uh, all this stuff, you know, the actual themes of the game. It's like, Oh, okay. That's kind of nice. He talks about how his entire language was stolen from him as a kid and how English t took away everything he had and how he was going to kick, you know, that's why he's going to use the vocal cord parasite to kill everyone who has English. And he was also going to sell a bunch of nukes that he could just deactivate at any time if he wanted to for fun. Uh, oh, pretty evil oh. guy, Skullface. Uh, <laughs> see, and he worked, see, Skullface works for XOF, which is like fox but backwards see because big boss used to work in fox that was his unit and it turns out that xof was the cleanup act after fox back in operation snake eater and so then you go to the base he has metal gear sahelanthropus uh turns out, oh my god it's just been me talking for 25 i'm so sorry no i mean i'm no, this is how it's gonna be yeah no i'm i'm this is me just apologizing to the listeners uh, for having to listen to me try and explain one of the less complicated Metal Gear games. You go there, Sahelanthropus, you have a big fight with him, but it turns out that uh, Eli, the kid you got from the village, was controlling Sahelanthropus using the power of the floating kid. Uh, I'm going to stop referring to him as the floating kid and just start calling him Psycho Mantis because that's what he becomes later, but he's called the Psycho floating kid Mantis. in this game. Anyway, he uses the power of Psychomantis to... He's that ninja. No, he's not that ninja. Uh, Frank, he's that ninja. Frank Yeager isn't in this game, dum-dum. <laughs> Got him. Anyways, um, see, because it turns out that Eli is... Um, they think that Eli is a clone of Venom Snake, or at least Venom Snake's son. 
because they, you know, they're in back in the 70s, there was a project to clone Big Boss. So they do a DNA test, but it doesn't match. Um, and that, you know, you were like, oh, well, that's weird. I definitely thought this kid was Liquid Snake, one of one of Big Boss's clones. Um, anyway, so after you defeat Sahelanthropus, you can't really figure out who's controlling it, but you blow it up. You take it back to your base. You're like, great, fine. And so this this was like the first... Uh, like 70 hours of the game. And then there's like a chapter two where it felt like he wanted to do a lot more story, but he really couldn't. Uh, so we just kind of shoved like seven story missions. Anyways, so then basically in the next couple of ones, um, you find Dr. Strangelove's body. Yeah, there's a character called Dr. Strangelove. You can't. Yeah. See, uh... this is... This is my thing Zach, with Kojima. We'll, Zach, get, we'll get to it. At later. least it's we'll not. It at least it's not Peace Walker, where there's the character named Hot Cold Man, uh, or whatever the hell is happening in uh, oh, Death Strand. Uh, Die Hard Man. Yeah. Good old Die Hard Man. Um. Anyway, but so you find the body of Doctor Strangelove locked in an AI pod, and you find out that Huey murdered her. Um. At the meeting. Same time, a couple other things go down at the base, um, and there's another outbreak of of a disease of parasites again, because uh, the cure you found basically just neutralized the ones that were already living inside um, of all the people. Because to get rid of them, you'd actually have to rip out their vocal cords. Um, anyway, there's a whole extra outbreak where you have to like systematically slaughter thirty of your men. Um, oh. As they like, some of them beg you to do it. Some of them are like, "God, what are you doing?" That's a that's a pretty pretty aggressive mission. Um, a little bit. Yeah, you kill all them. You do some other missions. You find out that uh, it was Huey Emmerich of all people who uh, he uh, he kind of they had like a, a scanner thingamajig to do some tests, and he just happened to leave it so it it left out more uh beta radiation or something like the beta waves i'm not sure anyways so it gets it mutated the parasites into a new strain which killed a lot of people um and so the whole time you're like killing these people and he's like you can hear huey over the radio and he's like why would you do that and later on you're like you made me do this huey's the worst so then um the worst miller's gonna kill him but then keeper sutherland says no we're gonna. I mean, Big Boss says no. We're gonna put him in a boat and just send him out out to the ocean, and then you do oh, that. Yeah. Um, then, then there's the mission with Quiet where her storyline is wrapped up. Not really much I need to mention there. Then the final mission. You actually wait. Why does why doesn't Quiet speak? Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. Uh, thanks. Quiet doesn't speak because she um, earlier on in the game, you find out that Skullface had made three pairs of the English parasites. Um, and, but there was only two in the case that you had that you, so one you threw oh, into the fire cool. to burn. One pair got stolen by Psychomantis, but uh, Big Boss does not see that. So he thinks he burned the second pair. And then the third pair is just not there. And so that's why uh, Quiet doesn't speak the whole game, even though she gets like tortured repeatedly, because if she speaks English... She would kill. She would release the English-speaking um, vocal cord parasite and kill everyone, like Big Boss included. Um, so actually, she's pretty cool. I mean, there's also a part in her final mission where she literally just stabs a dude's dick off. Uh, Hell yeah! There's some. You could just like search it up, uh, like a quiet exit cutscenes. Watch the action part. Freaking great. Anyways, so yeah, it turns out that. She had this parasite, so that's why she couldn't um, speak English. I never actually used parasite, or not parasite. I, I never used quiet pretty much until the end of the game when I found out that if you wanted to play one of the story missions, you had to get like a hundred bond with her. Um, I was like, damn it, because the dog is just. <sighs> the dog's objectively great. The dog is the best one. Anyway, final mission you go through the opening mission again but you can understand more and there's like 
special cutscenes afterwards. Turns out, the entire time that actually, after the explosion in 1974, as Big Boss was dying, Miller and, um, Miller, Zero, and Ocelot, actually, wait, no, Miller doesn't even know. I forgot Miller doesn't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, Ocelot is contacted by Zero to, uh, get one of the the medics who was on board the chopper that exploded to have plastic surgery and hypnotherapy to make him think that he is Big Boss. But he's actually not Big Boss. He's not Big Boss. Well, he is Big Boss, but he's just a different Big Boss. He's not the same Big Boss. He's Venom Snake Big Boss. And then there's real Big Boss. I hate video games. And it actually, you know, and it's a, and there's also a part when Ocelot's like, no, see, there's like a recorded conversation of him with, with Zero where he's like, don't worry, I I know my own hypnotherapy. I'll make myself forget that there were two big bosses so I can serve the fake big boss equally loyally. Huh. Yeah, no, I don't like video games anymore. But it, honestly, that, yeah. it actually contextualizes metal gear one that's why i played it because in metal gear one you kill big boss you're in the hangar you shoot him with a missile launcher like three times and he blows up that's venom snake you killed not actually big boss that's why in the second game big boss is still there um and he says that's why big in the second game he created zanzibar land uh you can't call it Zanzibar Land. Yeah, it's not even in that... it's not even in Tanzania where like actual Zanzibar is. It's in like Central Asia. Well, Disneyland isn't in Disney. It's in Disneyland, Jaden. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> okay, uh, so is that the plot of Metal Gear Solid Five? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's like a whole bunch of. Oh, there's also the part when Kazuhira when Miller makes a bunch of hamburgers. Uh, of course, that's pretty. See, good. you reblog something on Tumblr with hamburgers. I'm like, I don't get it, but it's because cool. like there's a whole like set of tapes where he talks to Code Talker, who is the indigenous man you find in the basement, and the indigenous man's like, you know, I do love hamburgers, and Miller's like, do you want to try my hamburgers? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like really funny. He like. <laughs> Code Talker's like, no, people don't want natural ingredients. They want chemical additives. And Miller's like, of course. And then, like, all these sound effects play. Uh, anyway, so the game itself, uh, yeah, what's the gameplay game like, Zach? Okay, so, talking. I, like I said, I played, like, I, I played a bit of, like, some of the first few missions. Like, I, the, I was playing the other day, and I got to the point where, like, you first uh, meet, like, the, the people with all the mist. I can't remember what they're called. Oh, the Skulls. Yeah, the skulls. So that's as far as I got for context. Um, so it's it's an open world stealth game. So you can you get missions. You go from like there's different like enemy bases, and you can you know you can do a sneak mission or you can just shoot everything. Um, and I don't play a lot of stealth games. I'll say that up front. You mm-hmm. know, the most stealth game, most I've ever done in terms of stealth game, is is Skyrim because as we all know. That's the I only way to play too. Skyrim. Um, so that's, I mean, I've tried playing the original Metal uh, Gear Solid. I literally couldn't get past the first like area. I'm not going to stealth games. Um, really? You couldn't get so to this, Ocelot? I mean, I also just gave up pretty quickly. That's fair. But, I, so, but with that being said, I think the stealth aspect of this game is just kind of why I never got really into it. Um, I think the, so it's set in Afghanistan, as we said, at least the first half or whatever. Um, and so it's a lot of like, there's, it's a lot of flat terrain Mm -hmm. and that's honestly, I mean, at least the areas I played, that's my biggest issue with it. It's just, there's no, you can't, you can't really sneak up on anything because you're just. This, if you get close enough and you start like doing anything, everyone will see you. I don't know. Yeah, I, I couldn't mean, get it. That's because you gotta use uh, like knocking on things to lure people. You gotta use all the tactics at your disposal. 
Um, what this game adds, one of the best things this game adds for the stealth is um, uh, reflex mode, which if you're spotted by an enemy, it allows mm, you yeah. to uh, quickly prevent your uh, cock up from cascading by you know, shooting them in the face with a silenced pistol or punching them or shooting them in the face with a silenced tranquilizer gun. Or usually it involves shooting well, them in the face. Um, you say silenced, maybe once or twice, but then your suppressor breaks. Yeah, but you, you just, know, you just call like how suppressors do. You just call that was another thing that pissed me off. You just call on an it's it's. I think it works because the whole point of the game is to make you uh, is for the progression. Because by the end of the game, you have you have the arsenal. You basically can stealth stuff no problem because you have like you have a sniper rifle with like an infinite silencer on it and the dog senses everyone around you so you can just see where people are and kill them instantly like you mentioned you you got to build up your base and so that's basically in the form of you can recruit people and you can assign them to different areas like you can do r and d camera the other ones but basically you just and you you have there's this whole other sub thing of um you are building up your arsenal you are putting your developing new things i don't i i I find it hard to get into those kind of things in games just because it's like i I love a management game i love an action game but when you have to do the two together i just find it overwhelming so like because you have to keep track of okay well this guy is good in this area so i should put him in here and this guy can do this good and so put him here and then i need this to to get to be able to unlock this weapon Uh, get this item see you really that's one way you could play it. For me, it's just you just set it to auto assign. Um, there was an auto assign. Yeah, there's auto assign, dude. It well, just, and then you just like play like five or six missions. You know, you're out on mission, like scouting for the guys with the best skills. You come back, you're like, oh hey, I can unlock this now. Because usually, I like I will admit, I don't, I didn't change that much of my gear um, over time. The like the starting tranquilizer pistol is great, um, and usually like. I wasn't using the pistol enough that like, I don't know. I liked having the degrading suppressor because otherwise I'd just, you know, be able to use my suppressor, my gun forever. Whereas here kind of keeps me like, oh shit, it took me four shots to get that one guy passed out. Maybe I should get better at the game. Um, yeah. Counterpoint. Yeah. That sounds hard. So. It's not. It's, I mean, like there are... good, playing it again. I definitely, I think I'll probably come back to it again now, actually. Yeah. But I still, there's, there's still just a lot of things. Th- my big issue for me mostly is just like how Snake handles sometimes. It's it's not, uh, mm, yeah. it's not the biggest issue, but it's when you're like in an open area, but you're so rarely for me in, you're rarely in that wilderness part. You're mostly in enemy encampments. Um. So it's like, but like, and especially in the more industrial ones where you like want to walk upstairs. Oof! sometimes that can be like, that yeah. can be really annoying. And maybe it's just because I played with, you know, mouse and keyboard, but like, I'll just like walk into something and I was like, Ooh, I wanted to hit E to hang off the ledge, not jump off the ledge. And then you'll just mm-hmm. jump off the ledge and die. <sighs> yeah. Something annoying. Um, the PC port, I mean, it runs fine. It runs really well, but the controls, like it, the contr- controls are it even if you're playing mouse and keyboard, it only tells you how to the like the Xbox 360 controller stuff. Oh, really? Does it and only the key bindings. Prompts? Did you did you also get keyboard prompts? I got keyboard prompts for everything except for um, the one thing that it doesn't give me keyboard prompts for. Weirdest thing is when like it's a movement that like um, would be assigned to the sticks. On that might have been it actually because i i will agree with you super weird when it's just like wiggle the right stick and i'm like uh that would be the mouse okay <laughs> but also it it tells it um like the key bindings are like it does not go that in depth into controls as opposed mm. to like showing you the controls yeah like it literally only just has on foot controls yeah um so i think it's but that's just more just problem with just pc port yeah it's overall the pc port is still really good though yeah um, 
and this is like a range of like running on an older laptop to running on like a decently spec uh, machine. So it it's pretty good. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say two more things about the gameplay, my critiques, and then I think we should move on to Kiefer. Uh, yeah. So one thing that the, my problem with the base building stuff is that Konami looked at it and said, hmm, what if we put in mm. some uh, passive online into that? What if we put in some uh, oh, microtransactions, yeah. baby? Are so there? Like, are there? Yeah, there are. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, can buy. oh, yeah. Is this what the base insurance is? That's part of what the ba- base insurance oh is part of the microtransactions. I forgot about that. But if you want oh to have, God. if you want to have the best items in the game, you pretty much have to buy the microtransactions um, because you need mother base coins to buy extra oh, extra forward operating bases, and your you your R and D level can only go so high when you hire uh, the right people. So that part. Is really scummy. Um, we'll get into and we'll get into Konami. That'll be a whole nother topic. Yeah, we're forty minutes in, by the way, Zach. This uh, is gonna be like our like our longest episode. This, this is gonna be gonna like be, an hour and a half. This is gonna be this is gonna be our feature presentation. This is gonna be a two, we should you know two episodes just Ooh, like how you know what that is true. We'll do a second episode about Konami and the documentary. <laughs> yeah, that, that way good. I don't have to edit an hour and a half in one day yeah because and then you know it can be a cheeky reference to metal gear solid one being on two discs because it was for the playstation exactly uh (laughs) and then we'll release our podcast on the playstation one yes by that i mean on a cd because you can play it on a cd yeah just Uh, gamer jokes okay but um yeah another Okay. I'm also okay. Sorry, now I'm trying to think because uh the story to this game isn't exactly finished. Um and it's pretty obvious like the fact that the whole second chapter, the whole like second 22 out of 51 missions, seven of those 22 missions are new. The other however many that is, I don't really care is just repeats. Um, you don't have mm-hmm. to play through them, but it's still like a lot of recycled content, and um, it's pretty clear that there was supposed to be a third part. Now, do you want me to talk about that now, or do we want to talk about that with bitching about Konami? <laughs> well, I think we could keep that with Konami, okay? Because that that ties into the whole Ko- Kojima thing. Yeah, and that's when we can do the proper story analysis. Or like story yeah. our story take. How we feel. Yeah, and about I can it. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch some more. Um I one more thing I want to add for gameplay. The like I said, the I love the opening scene. Mm-hmm. Um there's a whole scene. I love this. So in the beginning, you're like the plastic surgeon's like, What do you want your face to look like? Oh yes. Keep in mind, this is me remembering this from literally three years ago. Yeah yeah okay um wow so and like you it gives you this whole character uh creation thing i have on my snap in my snapchat stories um uh saved um i my character ended up looking like shia labeouf and i'm like this is i didn't realize there's a character creator i thought you just and then like it just takes that and just throws out apparently use that for the online stuff but i mean it also the, the whole concept of just like giving you a character creator and then just completely disregarding it. Yeah. It's um, good. I like that. Yeah. That's the kind of nonsense I am here for. That character creator actually, that's the medic that is turned into Venom Snake. Um, yeah. So, like, that's what your face used to look like before you became Big Boss. Anyway, yeah. Um, that is, it is pretty funny. Like, I, I got one of my friends to buy it recently and he's like, why did it have me do a character for just for it to throw it away? And I'm like, that's the game, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, gameplay wise, a lot of the bosses, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. They're not really metal gear, uh, quality in my opinion. There's, I don't know. None of them have like a really memorable, like stupid exploit. 
like uh mm-hmm. like mantis or um psycho mantis or the end who's the one in three that that you can that dies of old age that's that's the end um, okay yes yeah because you can mess with your your playstation system clock and just kill them outright um and like none of them like make reference to the games I have on my PS1 memory card. <laughs> Bad game. Yeah. Do not buy. Yeah. Boycott. Yeah, because the bosses are the man on fire who uh, later in the game turns out to be uh, Volgan actually from Snake Eater, which means nothing to any of you, but that's fine. Uh, basically, Volgan being possessed by Snake's angriness and the angriness of Psychomantis. Basically, what? yeah, the anger keeps him alive. Shut off. That's, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> so he comes and, you, you know, you just extinguish him with water. Uh, one of the other bosses just <laughs> quiet the sniper, you know, before you recruit her. I think you just, I don't remember having to beat it in any unique way. You just kind of run around and then and then that's that. Um, I guess uh, there's Sahelanthropus, but that's just. You know, that's, oh, that's not really a fun boss battle. You just kind of shoot a giant mech um, and then hope you're in cover for when it uh, does its instant kill uh, auto lock move. Uh, (laughs) And then there's Eli, who that's the best boss battle because it's just you slam dunking this like this mean child who like chucks Molotovs and a machete at you. And you're like, no, no, yeah. You just shoot him with a tranquilizer and beat the crap out of him. I mean, it could be argued that all of the battles in the game are boss battles. That's true, because you are. You would would think they are until you find out that they're not, because he's actually not. Well, you are. But he is. The end cutscene says... But he's not. Yeah, but he's not. He's not the real big boss, but he is. He's Big Boss's phantom, is how they call it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, um, Kiefer, I love Kiefer's voice yeah. performance in this. You get a yeah. I wish he was in in it more. I wish they had given him more. Um, I wish it was more like Solid Snake in mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid One or in anything else where you know you get to ask him or you get to watch him ask a bunch of redundant you know finish people other people's sentences, have them be like, "Oh, I was in the basement." The basement. The basement. This game is mostly devoid of that. Um, yeah, like in my time playing it again this week, I the most I ever heard him talk was when I would get on the horse and he would go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." A lot. Whoa. Of, a lot of what you're gonna get is mostly the um, yeah, the the in-game things. So like, yeah, a, a lot of them are really fun though. Like his repeated lines, like when you uh, come up behind an enemy and you grab them and you hold a knife to their throat and you want to interrogate them. And he says, speak. It's just like, we're like, talk. We're your friends. Like classic, you know, classic action star, classic. It's Jack Bauer. It's Jack Bauer. It's Jack Bauer. Um, which I mean, honestly, I am. Which works. Of a tangent. I'm, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jack Bauer was like the reason why he got the job because I know yeah. Jack or it it was it was uh, twenty four was quite successful in Japan mm-hmm. and honestly I mean they did Jack Bauer it was in Calorie Mate ads yeah Metal Gear had uh, Calorie Mate ads. ads basically they're the same yeah um, we should get Calorie Mates. <laughs> I'm I'm going on Amazon. You keep talking. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, uh, like I said, speak and talk. Uh, when you pet the dog, he says "good, good," or you know, like "nice doggy," which is nice. Um, oh, or you know, when you're using the dog to kill people, you can have him say "attack," um, or "go get him." Uh, also, but I think my favorite are two because you see Big Boss. Uh, Venom Snake Big Boss lose the one that Kiefer is. Oh wait, Kiefer's both of them, because real Big Boss shows up in the last cutscene. But anyways, Venom Snake loses his one arm, and so he has a prosthetic that you use for the game. You can change it out for like a stun machine. You can like punch people with it. Um, 
Then, but there's two other ones that are really good. There's a rocket fist that you can use that like just detaches from his arm and punches people out. And every time you do it, uh, Kiefer Sutherland always yells rocket punch or like eat Hell this. Yeah, brother. Um, sorry, I'm looking up this other th- I'm because I don't know. There's this other thing you get that's um, called the Hand of Jehuda. And it allows you to, like, grab people from a distance. It's, But the, the distance is so short, you may as well just get in a box and get them to come close to you anyways. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's a, I think it's Hand of Jehuti, which is a reference. So I'm looking up, and it's a reference to another Kojima game, Zone of the Enders, where the big robot is called Jehuti. Ah, there we go. That would Big make brain. sense. Uh, anyway, but he yells, Haidara! Every time he does it. Hell yeah. And like these two little things shoot out of it and grabs people. Um, yeah, it's also fun uh, because the game, because you have your base, you can like wander it and um, all your soldiers will be there and you can just like beat the crap out of them and every time, unless you've made them go unconscious, they'll get back up and say, thank you, boss. <laughs> And it improves their morale sometimes. It's good. Okay, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call it here. We're gonna cut this episode off now, just because I don't want to edit an episode longer than 50 minutes. Okay, so come back next week uh, for part two, where we'll talk more about Kiefer. We'll talk more. We'll talk about Metal Gear Solid Legacy, and we'll talk about uh, Konami. Konami. I didn't even want to remember their name. Talk about Kojima. Talk about cinematics. The cut content. And we'll um, talk about that. We'll talk so, about that. I think we'll also... But, I also... Okay. I also want to do Steam reviews for the game at some point. Okay. Well, that's good. I like that. We'll do that. So so thanks, Akaya, for our awesome podcast. Eric. Go check out links to her other work in the description. You can also check out links to Kevin McLeod, who created the musical uses our theme song, Sax Rock and Roll. You can follow us on Twitter at HKPod. And on Instagram at HK Podcast. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Send us a message on Anchor. And uh, have a good day. I've been your host, Zachary the Tooth. I've been your host, Jaden Cron. And this has been He's the Kiefer. Metal Gear. Next time on He's a Kiefer. Uh, Konami's dumb. Uh, you know, Kojima is undeniably horny. <laughs> Metal Gear. Not even a good game. I don't. Tune in to find out the exciting conclusion next week.